you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. On this episode, we're going to talk some rock, some metal, and anything else we feel like. We're also going to jam some tunes, have a drink, and share some honest opinions. Thanks for listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. Let's get things started. Here's an old classic that sounds just as good today as it did when we were kids.
Hey, it's Mark Striegel, and we are still here at the KISS Expo in Atlanta, where Vinnie Vincent has appeared once last night and has been signing autographs apparently all day into the wee hours of the night last night and then back again today, January 20th, 2018. Emily has been doing some great interviews for us, and we're going to kind of just laundry list them here, if you will. We're going to blow through them. Let's start with, who should we start with? You've been doing a lot of interviews. Uh, Robert Fleischman, right? I love Robert. I, I, we, we went to dinner with him last night, and I bonded with him immediately because he's just an intelligent, really talented dude. Yeah, and we're going to, by the way, we're going to post video versions of most, if not all of these, on YouTube.com slash Talking Metal. So check them out there. So without further ado, the original singer of the Vinnie Vincent Invasion off that first debut record, which I just love. He's here. We've really gotten to know him. He's been at the table right next to us. Uh, and Ian McCurdy is kind of handling Robert this weekend, and he is, of course, a big part of the podcast. We gave away a watch on the podcast recently, and I didn't even tell you this, Emily. Look at Ian just gave me a watch. That is gorgeous. Ian, are you serious? Ian, dude, you hooked us up. You always hook us up. Seiko watches, guys. They're the way to go. Check them out. Ian McCurdy, part of the Talking Metal family. Hooking it up here at the KISS Expo. This is Robert Fleischman, the original singer of the Vinnie Vincent Invasion, the guy who wrote Wheels in the Sky by Journey, here on Talking Metal. There he is! I'm here with Robert Fleischman. And I have to ask you, last night, Robert reunited with Vinnie Vincent for the first time in how long? I think 35 years. This is insane. This was an amazing thing to see. Yeah. Tell me, tell me how it felt. What what happened? It was very emotional. It was. Um, I, I, w I was just so happy to see that he was okay, and that he's around, and um, and, and it's just beautiful that he finally came out because so many people love him, and um, I love him too. And I've always uh, rooted for him and uh, seen him go through his ups and downs, but I'm glad to see that he's in the sunlight again. He seemed to be in really, really good spirits. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and really happy the way he was received. Like, just seemed seemed to be, like, just taken back by his, um, you know, everyone's reaction. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was very surprised that he was just so um, surprised to see me. And he was just so loving. And he was, uh, you know, big hugs and all that. And uh, it I whispered in his ear, I just said, I'm so glad that you're okay. And he was just, he just kind of got a teary eye, you know. I love to hear that. And I love, he gave you so many props during, he did a, of course, he did an interview with Eddie Trunk. And I haven't heard that interview yet, but I know he spoke about you. And during the Q&A session that he did, or kind of a meet and greet thing he, he did, he said that he wished that you'd never left. And he said that the second Vinnie Vincent Invasion album was almost, I don't know if the word he used was mistake, but did you hear that? And how do you feel about that? Um, it's it's uh, nice kudos and all that, but uh, you know, it is what it is. And, and I really loved doing the first album and the album, um, 
what attracted me to the first album was Vinny's songwriting. He's an amazing songwriter. And then on top of it, he's just a madman on the guitar. So, you mean, you couldn't, it was a full spectrum thing, you know. And But the thing that attracted me was the songwriting, because I'm a songwriter and I love good songs and I don't like to put myself on anything unless it's something I really feel and I really felt it, you know. And, know. and Vinny's got it, you know. He's got it. You've got it. I mean, let's talk about Journey. Like, what you did with Journey was amazing. Like, Wheel in the Sky. What was your What was your role in writing that song? Um, well, I wrote the melody and I wrote the lyrics and uh, I wrote it with um, uh, with Neil Sean. And uh, it was like one of the first songs that we wrote together. I wrote Anytime with them. I wrote uh, Winds of March, uh, All for You. Uh, some other songs that never quite made it. I think there's some video on on uh, YouTube that has some other songs. But um, you know, when I joined Journey, Journey was a uh, rock jazz fusion band. You know, they did like eight minute to 15 minute songs. And uh, when I came into the um, into the situation, uh, it was a, a real learning curve for them because. And then it was really hard for me because I, here I'm dealing with like some of the most amazing guitar players, you know, and, and musicians. Neil Sean doesn't get enough credit, right? Absolutely. He's like, and, he, and he's like fine wine. He gets better as the years go. But um, so it was like now everything's got to be in 4-4 uh, four, four and, and they're all pop songs and no longer can you, you know, jam over these things. So it was a real sort of like, um, well, I, I, I kind of was like the architect for the new sound that, that carried on. And, uh, and I'm glad for that. And they've done an amazing job. They uh, they've always included me in everything that is possible to be included. Like I got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame with them. Uh, you know, obviously we got the um, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, so it's been a beautiful uh, experience, and I, you know, it's just part of my life. And uh, Vinny's part of another chapter in my life, and Journey's another chapter, and then all my solo stuff. You know. So I, I'm I'm happy musically, and I I'm uh, thank God and thank you know the heavens. We we thank the world. We thank God for you because this has been amazing. And I'm gonna hand you back to your like line of people that have been trying to get your autograph all day. You've been received so beautifully here as well. It's really good to see. Well deserved. Well, I'm very surprised. Seriously. We we love. I feel like Sally feels when they say. Oh, they really, they really like me. Really, really like me. Well, we like you, Robert Fleischman. Thanks for coming on Talking Metal. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Robert Fleischman, as interviewed here with a lot of background noise at the uh, Kiss Expo in Atlanta. Emily, who are we hearing from next? Next up, we have the band Wicked. Yeah, you, this, you have to go watch the video version of because these guys are very visual guys. Oh my God, and they're so sweet. They're babies. I mean, they have to be babies. They have so young and fresh and full of life, but they love the classic rock. Ian McCarty. Ian just walked up. Hello, <laughs> Talking Metal fans. How's everybody doing today? I'm very tired. I had a cold sandwich and a half a Sprite. We've been very, very busy. Robert, so depressing. Working with Robert Fleischman all day, and we've been very busy. The foreign fans have come out in full force. Argentina, Brazil, Australia, you name it. Sweden, Finland, 
Mexico. All come out and they all love Vinny and they all love Robert. I, I've seen lots of vinyl signed all day long. It's been crazy. Great energy in the room. Yeah. Everyone is just so awesome. It doesn't feel, it feels, it's just good, good love here. And you got to give a shout out to Derek Christopher yes. for making this thing happen. Many, many people have tried and failed and he did it and got him here and this place is crowded and packed and everybody is really cool. Sold out, 900 tickets sold. Sold out, just a great day, just a great day. Good people. Absolutely. Without further ado, on this all talk version of Talking Metal, we'll get into Emily's interview with Wicked. All right, Emily Striegel from Talking Metal. I'm here with the band Wicked. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good. How are you? It's great to be here with you. Yes. So good to see you. So I'm going to start with you. I want you to tell me a little bit about what, what you're doing here at the KISS Expo. Absolutely. I'm Danny Dow from Wicked. I play bass. And we're here at the KISS Expo because KISS is one of our favorite bands, <laughs> of course, naturally. And uh, right now we're actually working with Mark Palladino in L.A., who used to be managed by Bill Coin. So we got that KISS connection that we're working on, trying to keep it all together, you know what I mean? Amazing. We just had, we had uh, Bill Coin's partner on Talking Metal. Oh, that is so cool. That is so cool. You'll have to go yeah. check out that interview. So we have, oh, you, there's a lot of history there. So let's go through and introduce everyone else. Hi, my name is Gigi, the dancing clown. I play drums. <laughs> Chad Michael, lead vocals, rhythm guitar. Scotty V, lead guitar. <laughs> awesome. So tell me, where, where, are you, where are you guys from? We're from New York, actually. Oh, yeah. New York. We're New York, too. We're East Coast, too. Yeah. Yes. Well, we lived in the city for 10, 15 years. Now we live in the suburbs. Yeah, same with us. I've done that. <laughs> uh, we, we, you know what it's all about. So, like... The scene in New York, let's talk a little bit about the rock scene in New York. There, it, 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 to me, it's an L.A. thing. Like, L.A. had the rock thing. New York, we kind of struggle with it on and off. So do you play much in New York City, or do you, do you tour? What are you doing right Actually, now? Actually, it's really like back in the day with Kiss, we don't play in the city much. We've done a couple of shows down at Webster Hall when it still existed, uh, Bowery Electric. And there used to be a scene when we lived down in Jersey. A couple of years, we'd go on Avenue B, and there'd be a bunch of rockers, but everybody moved to L.A., like you said. Yeah, it just keeps cyclically going back there. Yeah, and a lot of people moving to Nashville nowadays. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. A lot of people here from Nashville. Yeah. So, yes. A lot of like the hair metal guys from like we went and did a rock and pod expo in Nashville, and we met with like Mark Slaughter and oh, yeah, like yeah. a lot of people who like are living in Nashville now. So, all right, tell me about what you're recording and what you're doing and where you know. Absolutely. Well. Up to now, we've done little uh, special edition CDs and things like that, but we try to keep it really towed in because we're a live band. Just like Kiss, we want no overproduction, overdubs. What you see is what you get. So we go out there and we rock every night, very raw and live. And um, finally, we're going to do our first uh, produced album with uh, somebody who knows what it's like to you know, play 70s rock and roll with that punk edge. So, yeah. Awesome. Tell me about your outfits. Who makes... <laughs> Did yeah, you here. Yeah, he yes, I make everything. No, I you do not. All right, so I'm a chick. I have to. I want to talk hair and clothes for all. You make these outfits? Yes, yeah, yeah. I actually just finished this last, last night. <laughs> Amazing. So you sew? Like, do you know how to use a sewing machine and stuff? You just and got one of those special I got an industrial one, yeah, 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 for leather, yeah. 
My God, this is cool. The Talking Metal listeners know that I'm, I am I have to talk a little bit about this. And do you all get your hair uh, dyed at the same place? I need to figure out. You guys get your hair the color I want it to be. See, see you this to, is, I need to take a picture. Like me, I've got the end. I actually work for Zotos, so we do Joico products. Because <laughs> I'm always like, okay, I need a picture of someone. You know, like, who do you want your hair to look like? And now I'm going to take in a picture of you guys. <laughs> That's what I want my I hair to do. The same thing, but it's like usually Michael Monroe or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk influences. Aside from Kiss, like, tell me, all right, you're the vocalist, right? So who are you, who are you into? I want to hear some, some names. Obviously, uh, Elvis Presley, uh, Paul Stanley, but besides Kiss, <laughs> besides Kiss, definitely uh, Thin Lizzy, you know, Phil and that, his whole stage presence, I'd love it. Yes. We love Thin Lizzy. Yeah. And I, I got I to mention David Bowie. He's my favorite. My favorite. All-time favorite. And I hear we might be getting some more Bowie material maybe, like, post. So cool, yeah. I'm super psyched about that. I am, too. We love Bowie. We love Bowie so much. All right, so what else? Are you guys going to be um, – where can people find you online? Well, you can find us on all our social media, like uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's uh, Facebook is – facebook.com slash the band wicked and then instagram and everything else is wicked rock and roll wicked rock and roll yeah, and, and in there no and <laughs> too much a <of> spell <laughs> now i'm seeing some ace uh influence here would you be the, the <laughs> with the shoulder i am the shoulders it's just all ace to me and where did you get the fantastic jewelry there that's a secret. I can't tell you that. <laughs> he stole it from a girl. That's the way we do it around here. That is the way that Wicked does it. I love you guys, man. I'm going to totally check you guys out. I can't wait to hear more of you. Check them out. Talking Metal listeners. Wicked from New York City here at the Rock and Pop, or here at the Kiss Expo in Atlanta. Where am I again? We don't know. I'm really, these guys are making me blush. All right. Thanks a lot for being on Talking Metal, guys. Thank you so Thank much. You. So much. Guys, that was Emily Striegel interviewing Wicked. Be sure to check out the YouTube clip of that, which we will post hopefully shortly on YouTube.com slash Talking Metal. This website's, of course, TalkingMetal.com, TalkingRock.net. A lot of great, fun stuff happening here. Up next, we're going to hit Emily's interview with John Ostronomy, co-founder of the Talking Metal podcast. Here we go. I'm with one of my favorite people, Mr. He just put an Altoid in his mouth, yeah. and I smell like whiskey. That's okay. That's okay. It's a, it's a good smell. I wish I smelled like whiskey. <laughs> How you doing, John? I'm doing great, Emily. I'm happy to be here at the Atlanta Kiss Expo. They're clapping they for us. Are they clapping for us? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, Kiss fans worldwide. <laughs> I think Vinny's coming up next, isn't he? I think Vinny is, and I missed Vinny yesterday. I saw a lot of the posts online. I thought it was amazing, and uh, I cannot wait to see Vinny today. Yesterday was amazing. It was like a really powerful, I cried. I'll be honest with you. I cried, and Mark turned to me. I'm pointing at you, Mark, because everyone who's, who's watching right now, Mark's taping. Um, Mark got a little choked up, too. It was a really um, emotional day. I, I wish I would have seen that emotional interview that Vinny did, and uh, I heard about it. I'm going to watch it later tonight when I get back to my room, and uh, I, I cannot wait. We're minutes away from Vinny Vincent in this room. It's amazing. I'm
I'm worried he's going to be exhausted because he's been signing autographs for like two days straight now. And he's done like the entire Q&A yesterday, so it's going to be like a repeat of the same I thing know, again. So um, Vinny is so cool that he's going to do it three days in a row. You know, it's cool. So tell me, we got to we gotta like talk a little bit about, like, I don't know if all the Talking Metal listeners know, I have a lot of history with John. John is one of the most talented. You are seriously, you are multifaceted everything because you write you perform, you manage, you do you do it all. I'm in awe of you. Thank you, Emily. Yeah, I got a little piece of my hand in like uh, everything, um, between playing different instruments to doing talking metal to writing uh, with Ace uh, books and music to tour managing to managing. Um, it's nuts. And, and you are the co-founder and co-host of. The Talking Metal Podcast. Yes. And I, I, it's really amazing to think that um, Mark and I were doing this in 2005 before, before anybody even thought of doing something like this. So uh, we, Talking Metal, in my, I, I believe, had the first ever rock and roll interview with, like, a, it was Striper. And the great story about that, uh, so that I, I'm, the, I'm like the Richard Lewis of rock and roll, I make fun of myself, um, is that I erased the entire band's interviews, and then I had to go back to them and get like two minute like little sound bites. But I had like a half hour with each guy at Striper. I was mo- most afraid to tell. Was that like BB Kings or something? Yeah, it was BB Kings. I, this was before they had like little recorders that people use their podcasts. So I had some contract. I had like a desktop computer. I'm kidding. Uh, I had a lot of equipment. I, I erased stuff. And I was afraid to tell Michael Sweet that I erased his interview. Um, but I, I got enough guts to do it. I should have, I, I shouldn't have been afraid to tell him because, you know, he's, he's a Christian, you know. <laughs> he's very forgiving. <laughs> he's very forgiving. So he was very forgiving. And then we did another short interview. And, and that was, uh, that's what you know, led this, but I have to give Mark credit because Mark was the guy who thought of doing this. He was the guy who thought of it. So, and I remember being like the first time that he, you guys did a podcast. I remember going out to dinner with some friends, and he was invited and didn't come. They're like, "What's he doing?" I was like, "He's taping something called a podcast." I mean, I mean, this is showing like this was a very novel idea at the time. So, kudos to you guys for well, doing thank it. Thank you, and thanks to Mark. Mark's always on the cutting edge. He was the first guy that said. We got to have a website. I didn't even know what a website is, and I'm a—that's my thing now. And uh, Mark came up with that, and uh, it's very, very cool. Um, I love talking metal, and it, it, talking metal is like—I uh, feel like it's like, like you guys are lucky because you have a nice family. Uh, talking metal is like my baby, like in Mark's baby. It's like we're the parents of talking metal. But but you do so much with Ace. Tell me what's going on with Ace. For the listeners that don't know your involvement with Ace, let's talk about this. I mean, you've written books. You've written songs. You manage him. My good friend Rosie is looking at me. But, um, hi, Rosie. Everyone say hi, Rosie. So, uh, yeah, Ace is doing great. Ace is currently in San Diego. I'm about to give him a quick call um, uh, for unrelated reasons. <laughs> anyway, um, Ace has uh, got a lot of stuff uh, coming up for all the Ace fans. There's a ton of Ace stuff coming up. So let me start out by saying we're going to do three shows on the East Coast um, in two weeks. Ace is going to appear with Gene at his Vault Experience in Miami next weekend. And, and then after that, we have 
We have some festivals booked in the summer that we can't yet announce, but those are going to be great. Uh, we just announced the Kiss Cruise in October, uh, going from Miami to somewhere else. That's big news, man. Yeah, Kiss Cruise. It's, it's amazing. Ace and the guys in Kiss have been getting along like am- amazingly, and uh, so that's going to be really fun. And uh, and then we're gonna we're gonna do some other touring uh, that that's being worked on right now, and we just have a lot of stuff. Plus, the big the biggest thing is Ace is working on a brand new record. He's got two songs he wrote with Gene, uh, one of which I've heard part of. It sounds great, and um, hopefully Ace and I will write some some new tunes for this record. Uh, at least one song, I hope. And uh, we'll see what happens. I love your track that you worked on with with Ace last time around. So I'm excited to see what you guys come up with next. Thank you. Thank you. It's really fun. I mean, that's like a dream come true for me to have Ace Freely uh, playing something I wrote. And it is, right? It's, I, it's amazing. I wrote that the, the, the origins of Give Me a Feeling on a, a Jackson, a Randy Rhodes, much, much like Vinnie Vincent plays. Um, after uh, coming home from Billy's Topless once. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, John and I have a common interest with the Billy's Topless. Yeah, it, it later became Billy Stopless, and I think now it sells bagels. So it's a, it's a good place. You got to go there. Twenty fourth bagels and boobs. Yeah, Twenty fourth Street, Sixth Avenue, New York City. John, we love you. I'm gonna let you get back to your fans. John has actually been like a celebrity here at the Kiss Expo. It's not the first time I've seen this happen. You know what? I gotta I gotta say one more thing. I had the amazing opportunity to interview. And moderate a Q&A with Big John Hart, like the coolest ever KISS crew member. And uh, This was very last minute, and you yeah. killed it. You did a great I, job. I made it up as I went along, and uh, thankfully, I, you know, I hung out with John a couple times in Florida recently. I met John for the first time on the KISS Crazy Nights tour. And a lot of people may not know this about me, but I told this. I like all eras of KISS. Yeah. I think they're all great. And, um, and of course, you know... I, lo- I love Ace the most, but um, I love all the different eras of Kiss, and uh, I think they're all awesome. And so I, I met John Hart in the Crazy Nights nice tour, and we st- struck up a friendship with uh, not only with me and John, but my family and John. And um, we've been hooking up. Uh, when me and Ace get down to Florida, we, we meet up with John, and, ha- and, and uh, John's got a new book coming out. It's going to be great. But, that's awesome. I'm glad that he's he's paid his dues, and he, he's done so much for that band, but he's always been behind the scenes. So it's good to see him in the spotlight. You know what the coolest thing is, is he revealed in the interview that a lot of those great photos where you see John Hart going like this, <laughs> those were staged. A lot of them were posed oh. photos. So. No, I don't want to hear it. No, that, that makes it even better, actually. I love that. So they like it. Some of them, he said some of them were real, but some of them they would take like from different angles. and It just goes right along with the KISS theme. We love KISS. Coming at you from the KISS Expo, this is John Astronomy, John Ostrowski. What do you prefer nowadays, by the you, way? You know, it's funny. I, I, I was Astronomy, then I started going Ostrowski. Now I'm starting to like Astronomy again. So. Astronomy forever. Forever. We love you. Come, I love you. Come I love visit. Mark and Emily, you guys are the best. That was Emily with John. Good stuff. We've known John so long. I've known him since 1987, Emily. And I've known him like since basically the day after I met you, which was in 2002. Up next, we have a member of the band. What are they? How do you pronounce? Jags. Jags. This little girl caught my attention because she was wearing kiss shirt, kiss necklace, and just 
had like the sparkle in her eye and reminded I, honestly like I was I would have been here at her age you know what I mean so I had to interview her and it turns out she's intelligent and she's in two bands and she plays bass and guitar and sings and does everything so she was really cool to talk to absolutely and the band is called Jags J-A-G-Z they're on Instagram at Jags Band or find them on Facebook J-A-G-Z a rock and roll teen trio here's Emily's interview I'm just asking this girl if I have crackers on my face because I just ate a bunch of crackers. I'm taking a break here <laughs> at the Kiss Expo, and I am joined by Abby Kurtz. Abby Kurtz. And she caught my eye because I love to see the little ones at the Kiss Expo. And she, her necklace, show everyone your necklace. Get a close-up of this thing. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit about you. Where are you from? Um, I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. You came all the way from Charlotte, North Carolina to celebrate KISS at the KISS Expo. So when did you first hear KISS? Um, probably when I was four, five, or six. My dad would make me listen to them, and I just kind of fell in love with their music. You fell in love with their music. And do you have a favorite member of KISS? Gene Simmons, because I'm a bassist. Oh, you play bass! Oh, this is even better. We've got it. She's a rocker, and she's got good taste in music. This is amazing. So how long have you been playing bass? Um, well, I actually started with guitar about fifth grade, and I'm 15 now, so um, probably about four or five years ago. And then I switched to bass two years ago, and I picked up singing, drums, and piano also. I love it. So she's a musician, and she's here at the KISS Expo, and what, did you just get here today? Uh, last night. You got here last night. So what are you most excited about to see today, or what's been your favorite experience today? Um, I'm trying to convince my dad to buy me that Paul Stanley signature guitar over there. Oh my gosh, okay, she wants the, she wants the Paul Stanley signature guitar. Dad, can we get Dad? Maybe we should get a GoFundMe going for... <laughs> get a shot of that. Get a shot of the guitar. What kind of guitar is it? Um, it's the Paul Stanley Signature Series. It's the Paul Stanley Signature Series. But So you play guitar and bass? Yes. Now, do you play in a band, or do you want to be in a band someday? Is that kind of something you dream about? Uh, I'm in two bands right now. She's in two bands. Tell me about your bands. Um, I'm in one band called Jags, J-A-G-Z. Um, it's a teen trio. We play all kinds of rock music. And then I'm in Osmium 76, and it's named that because that's the heaviest metal on the element, or uh, heaviest metal element on the periodic table. And she's smart. And she's a chemist. The future of America right here, ladies and gentlemen. It's an honor to meet you. Thanks for coming on Talking Metal. Thank you. That'll about do it for this edition of the Talking Metal Podcast. Day two from the Atlanta Kiss Expo as we await for Bob Kulik to take the stage. They swapped Bob Kulik's spot with Vinny's today. So, Vinny uh, has been, I mean, seriously, how many autographs has this guy signed? I mean, hundreds and hundreds. He's got to be exhausted. I mean, I was saying before, I'm a little concerned. Yesterday, we had this, like, 
fresh-faced Vinnie Vincent, like straight out of the car and so overwhelmed. I feel like he might be tired today. What do you think is going to happen? Um, I don't know. I don't know. There's never any any guess when it comes to Vinnie Vincent. He leaves you guessing in many different ways. And listen, I just got to say it at the end of this. The elephant in the room is is truly, and, and maybe he'll address this today, but what is up with Vinny's, you know, who is he, who does he identify as a man anymore? I mean, that's, the, I'm just going to put it out there, guys. That's a, a big question. Everyone's talking about that and, and, and no one's, I don't think, spoken to him about that in public yet. And here's the deal. I don't think anyone really cares. It's 2018. We love him no matter what. We love him, her, however, however he identifies. We're going to love him no matter what. Um, and maybe he feels like he doesn't have to address it. Maybe he feels like it's apparent enough, you know. He came out with his purse. I mean, last night I saw him walking down the hallway with his purse. He's got heels. He's got a pantsuit on. And we love him no matter what. So whether or not he addresses it, I personally don't care. I care more about the music. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I do think it would be nice to address it, but that's just me. But I totally get what Emily's saying. In the end, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter, but it would stop people from talking. Yeah, and it would, it would just to let him know that if whatever the case may be, we still love him. Yeah. Uh, you know, and we still love Vinny. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Nothing will change that. So, yeah, I do think the only benefit of him addressing it would be just to shut people up. Because it takes away from what we should be focusing on, which is the fact that Vinny is back. He's an amazing songwriter. I mean, not only is he a great guitarist, but some people don't realize what a great songwriter Vinny is. Oh, absolutely. One of the best. And on that note, we will end today's episode from the Atlanta Kiss Expo. Thanks, guys.